everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, everyone. Hey. 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 Um, The other day, I saw the funniest TikTok of, it was like this girl saying like real things, reenacting real things that she had said to people at parties that week. And I couldn't stop laughing because it was, (laughs) I just related to it so much. Like the first one, I think, or one of the first ones was like, what's your favorite part of a dog's body? (laughs) Like it's just weird. It got worse from there, but it was honestly so relatable because I've been feeling very socially stunted since, well, since COVID, but also since coming home from my mission yeah you kind of had a bad you like went straight from your mission into covid world so you didn't really have a chance to become like acclimated again and you got married so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to the three like biggest stunters i know such stunters Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm really struggling are you guys at all or am i alone in this oh yeah well i've been thinking that one of the best things to come of the pandemic is how everyone's saying like oh man i'm i've lost all my social skills or like i don't know how to be <laughs> social anymore and i'm like yeah me too <laughs> lost <those> social skills <laughs> that i definitely had before <laughs> it's like nice that everyone else is also terrible like me yeah <laughs> i that's so true i do feel like more awkward i think the most tricky thing for me to navigate Was just knowing, like, what people are comfortable with or what, like, the... I'm such a rule follower that, like, my worst nightmare is showing up to something and, like, being like, are people going to have masks on? Am I going to be... Like, I don't want to show up without a mask and then, like, everyone else has one on. But I also don't Mm want to be the only person in a mask because then maybe people will feel like I'm, like, judging... Like, just that whole situation, which now that Mm -hmm. I feel like things have relaxed a little bit and at least where I live, like most people are vaccinated. Like that's not as much of an issue in the summertime too, because we're outside. But like over the winter, I had a really hard time. (laughs) Like I always felt like a weirdo no matter what I was doing. So I really, yeah, it was easier just not to even bother. And I didn't know what people were comfortable with. And so I felt it was like really tricky for me to know if people would be comfortable coming over or like just navigating all of that was... Uh, mm-hmm. very confusing so yes i mm-hmm. do feel like it's made me more awkward i also think with masks i they hide your face and so i got used to like not having to like, really respond <laughs> properly or like listen uh-huh. well and now i'm now that i'm back into like maskless talking i'm like you have to smile i mean people can see your eyes but i feel like i got worse at it mm-hmm. when i was wearing mm-hmm. a mask no totally <laughs> I'm a mumbler, though, so, I mean, masks were real rough. I'm soft-spoken, and I kind of mumble, so it was just <laughs> really, it was just a, it was a rough go out there for me trying to talk to people. So, we actually thought it would be helpful um, to gather some of our favorite resources on um, friendships, building friendships, making friends, 
and um, have a little discussion. And we're definitely going to share some of our socializing fails to make you guys feel better because I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that all of us are insecure <laughs> deep down. <laughs> and like, even if even if it seems like someone has it all together and has a huge group of friends and um, always feels confident, that's definitely not the case. So don't worry, we will share some things that will make you feel better about yourself as well as we go. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is a post from um, Brooke Romney. Um, her handle on Instagram is Brooke Romney Writes. And um, I love her. I've uh, followed her for a while. She um, has written a book called I Like Me Anyway. And she just shares really heartfelt, awesome stuff on her Instagram. So I highly recommend her. I think I've talked about her on here before. So this post is from May 13th of this year, and we'll link it on our Instagram stories this year so you guys can find it. But um, she's quoting a study from the University of Kansas. And the main picture on the post says it takes 40 to 60 hours to form a casual friendship, 80 to 100 hours to transition to a friend, and more than 200 hours to become good friends. The best things take time. And then her caption says, we live in a world of instant gratification. Want an answer? Ask Siri. Like a new show? Binge the whole thing. Hungry? Order DoorDash. Most of what we want, we can get instantaneously. But relationships aren't like that. Connection takes time and effort. So many of us make a quick judgment or throw in the towel before a friendship even has a chance. We feel frustrated as adults when people don't bring us in automatically and sad when our friends don't have a group right away. This study by the University of Kansas helps put things in perspective. It's a scientific fact. Friendship takes time and good friendship takes lots of it. So put yourself out there, make plans, join a club or a team, show up, support, volunteer, have a little patience when there aren't immediate fireworks or BFF necklaces exchanged. A close relationship takes effort. So settle in, take a breath and enjoy the process. Stop worrying so much about having friends and instead be a friend. It might take a while until the soulmate is found or your good efforts get reciprocated. That's okay. Be patient, be open, be willing. Good friendship often happens when we least expect it. So I really like that post because when we first moved to Ohio, so this is my most like recent experience, I think, with trying to make new friends. Like when we moved, I can think of three time periods in my life when I felt like I had no friends, which is very dramatic because of course I had friends, but maybe... I felt like I didn't have friends where we lived or that were in my same stage of life, which for the record, I actually think it's great sometimes to have friends that are in a different stage of life. You don't have to have like an identical life experience to be friends. But my most recent one was definitely when we moved to Ohio. So I hesitate almost. I was thinking about getting ready for this episode tonight and I was like, I'm hesitant to share too much because I know some of my friends here in Cleveland listen to the podcast and I don't want it to seem like I'm like, this is a cry for help or like, or like, I'm like, <laughs> you guys weren't nice to me when I first moved here. Cause that wasn't the case at all. We, everyone was so nice and, and I have great friends here now, but most of my experiences are from recently just because that's like what comes to mind. Um, but when we moved here, I remember just thinking like, oh, you know, we'll move in. And I think I'm pretty good at putting myself out there. Like I really try. I try to show up to things. I've already learned that life, that life lesson, you know, that you have to show up to stuff and you have to, you have to invite people over and, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but I try. And so I was, I kind of thought that that's just how it would go. And, and people did invite us over and, and we had some, like, I remember in particular, we moved in right around Halloween and we got invited to a potluck with some other families on Halloween. And then everyone was going to trick or treat together. 
And I was so excited. I was like, okay, this is great. We're going to go. We're going to get to know some people. Like, because I was so just nervous about meeting people when we moved out here. We didn't know anybody. And, and these were families from church. So I was like, we'll get to meet some people in our ward. And it was fine. <laughs> but like, it, it just, I went and people were perfectly nice and friendly. And it's funny because I look back on that and a lot of people that had, that were there are like really good friends of mine now. But that was two and a half years ago, you know, but that night I remember thinking like we actually left early because our kids were kind of having a hard time behaving and I was embarrassed. I was totally not feeling like myself. I was feeling like a fish out of water and I was so high strung about like the kids aren't behaving and of course they weren't because it was Halloween and they were like super hyper and my expectations (laughs) were not realistic, you know. So I told Dave, I'm like, just get the girls, like, let's go. You know, this isn't working out. And I remember leaving and thinking like, oh, that was a disaster. That was so awkward. They already know, all of them know each other. They're all good friends. Like they just invited us because they feel bad and like we didn't really click with anybody. And I felt so awkward. And looking back, I'm like, (laughs) that was just the first time I met them all, you know, like, It really does Mm -hmm. take – I think it just takes a long time. And that's kind of disheartening when you're in the thick of, like, wanting to make friends. But I think it's maybe comforting if you are trying and you feel like things just aren't really clicking with people yet. I just think just realistically, real relationships take a while to develop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think also, like, sometimes – I really like how she said – and it's, you know, an age-old idiom, but she said, like – you need to focus less on having friends and focus more on being a friend. And it mm-hmm. it was a good reminder because <laughs> like sometimes I just look around and I'm like, everyone in our ward is like really well dressed and they seem like they all, yeah, all know each other and they're all really bubbly. And it just seems like we're the outsiders. But then if I look around, there's like actually tons of outsiders in our, our ward. Mm-hmm. There's like one group of people that knows each other and everybody else is you know, probably also looking for friends. Mm -hmm. And so I've always found that it's the best way to find friends if I'm feeling like too awkward to be part of like the cool group is just to look for the people who are also on the outside Mm -hmm. of the cool group and make them feel good about themselves. But it's hard. It's hard to do sometimes when you're feeling self-conscious. Yeah. When you're feeling self-conscious, it it totally is. Because I think sometimes people take the approach with making friends that they do with dating, which is like, if you don't have like a good connection within a few dates, you usually don't, you know, you wouldn't keep going out with that person. Mm-hmm. Whereas with friends, like if you don't, if you're like not like super excited about hanging out with someone after a few times of hanging out, but like you go to another thing that they're at, like they might grow on you. And like worst case scenario, like you just don't see them that often. You know, like it's like mm-hmm. there's there's no harm that comes from like kind of sticking it out and just being nice to like the people around you and just being a friend to them like Mm -hmm. you might end up really liking them and there's nothing that's bad that's going to happen to you if you don't that's so true because I feel like some of the best friends I have are from situations where I was just kind of like forced to be around them all the time percent yeah like roommates like I've I have some friends that were roommates of mine that like we weren't really close friends for months and then all of a sudden it just kind of like (laughs) happened where something happened and then it just spiraled into now we're really good friends. So yeah, you got to give people a a little bit more of a chance. Yeah. And that's why I think like 
making friends after college in particular is really hard because those sort of situations just kind of diminish like over time where you're forced Mm -hmm. to be around someone. And as you get wrapped up in like your own family responsibilities and a job and stuff, you just have fewer hours of those hours to put into becoming really close friends. You know, like your freshman year, you become like best buddies with people immediately because and sometimes the people you buddy up with at the beginning of the year aren't the people you end up clicking with because over time, you know, you spend time with other people and just naturally kind of find your group. But as an adult, you just have fewer hours a week to do that. So it just might take a little bit longer. But I think one of the best things that happened to me when we moved here was I got put in charge of planning the play group, like the park day for our ward every week. And it was great because for me, if I'm in charge of something, that gives me a lot of confidence to do it. Like I'm just naturally... I like being the boss. <laughs> and so that that is way less uncomfortable for me than inviting like a friend over. It's way less uncomfortable for me to be like, okay, play group is this time, this place, because I'm like, hey, if no one shows up, it's nothing personal. You know, I'm just fulfilling my my duty here, you know. And that was great because it forced me to go every week and I got to know the people that came consistently. And they became some of my closest friends and they aren't maybe naturally the people that at the beginning, you know, first moving here, I thought, oh, I'll definitely click with this person, you know, but it's, I just think a lot of friendship is kind of circumstantial and, and who else is looking for a friend at the time. So yeah, just, just don't give up. Like it just takes time and, <laughs> and, and it is easy to look around and see, say like, it's so easy for everyone else. But it's like, I think if we really start to get to know people and like you said, Tess, look around, like there's plenty of other people that are looking for a friend, even the people that seem really confident, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. I also think it's okay to not have best friends for a while. Like Mm -hmm. there's all this pressure because you see pictures of people with best friends or like, you know, people are very, you know, they'll flaunt their friendship. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) And you feel like, Oh, am I just, you know, is that what I should be doing? And you start feeling like maybe guilty that you don't put more effort into having, you know, really good friendships or you're not more popular or whatever. But like, yeah, you might be in a phase of life where like you're not put in these situations where you bond with people intensely and become best friends. And like, I, I'm like such an introvert that like, I love to have best friends, but I don't necessarily need to be hanging out with people all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll, I'll feel pressure. Like I should be hanging out with people all the time. And I, the fact is just that I, I don't need to. Yeah. And I'm happy to have the friends that I have that I, you know, get to talk to over zoom or I have my family that I can talk to. And like, I have plenty of people in, in my life. And so I would love to make some new best friends, but like, I don't need to necessarily feel guilty that I don't have any that live here, you know, right now. Totally. Well, that's actually such a good point. And in one of the podcasts that we listened to, it's called the Better Than Happy Podcast um, by Jody Moore. And I had never listened to her before, but Claire, I think, I love loves her. her. Yes, Dave calls yeah. her my life coach because <laughs> she's, she's a life coach. I subscribed <laughs> to her as soon yeah. as I listened to the episode. I've, she's so I've loved calming. Her for a long time, yeah. <laughs> 
So in the episode that we listened to, which was episode number 144, and it's called Friendship, um, she talked about some of her advice on having friends and making friends. But I really appreciated, she said, (laughs) she was like, you really don't need more than like one or two friends. Like you don't need tons of friends. Sometimes social media makes it seem like you do, but yeah, I think that sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to be like making more friends, but I already have close friends. And so Mm -hmm. like, I really don't need to be piling more people (laughs) in my life because (laughs) then I can't, you know, give them all as much attention as I would like anyway. So, well, and I think, I think it is not to blame social media. Cause I, I mean, we love social media. It's great for a lot of things, but I, and we've touched on, we've actually touched on, um, friendship before in episode six, our Valentine's day episode, if you want to listen to that. And then also our episode about social media, which I think was maybe just the second episode that we did. It was one of our very first ones. So we've kind of touched on these topics before, but I do feel like the quintessential thing, I me and my friend Rachel would always joke about this, like baby showers, when people post like a picture from their baby shower when they're having a baby and it's like the best day surrounded by like the best friends and it'll be like, this perfect photo with like 30 women in it or something, you know? <laughs> and it's, and not to, not like, if you've posted something like that, that's great. I'm totally not like judging or saying that's bad or anything, but that's the quintessential like post where it's like, oh my gosh, could I get 30 people to a party? I don't think I could, you know? Like, and it, those little things, it can sometimes stuff like that can make you feel like, oh, is that, is that expected? Like, should I have that many friends, you know, like, and I do mm-hmm. think, especially as we get older, Jody also talked about, because we're on a first name basis, in her episode, she <laughs> talked about how, like, sometimes, you know, at different stages of life, you might have different expectations of what friendship looks like. And your expectations of that might be one thing that's making it hard to make friends or to feel like to feel good about the friendships that you have. She brought that up. She said, you might not necessarily need more friends. You might just want to work on the friendships and the relationships that you already have. And one thing she brought up was she calls it the manual. And that's basically the unwritten rules we create for like the people in our lives to live up to. You know, like we have a manual for like our spouse or our friends or or our kids or whatever. And it's it's ridiculous, right? Because there's no manual and people, you know, if we have expectations, they're pretty much always going to be not met and that's just going to lead to disappointment. So she talks about how one of the keys to being happy in our friendships is not having expectations because like our friends might think they're living up to, you know, being a good friend. We might be like, no, a good friend would do this or that, you know? And I was like, that's so true. Like, I think especially as we age, like what friendship looked like in high school or college is very different from what it looks like for me in my 30s now, you know. And so mm-hmm. and, and she also talked about how it was actually very sweet at the end. She does a tribute to like a lot of her friends. And I, I was like kind of getting teary when she was talking about <laughs> all her friends that she loves and what she loves about them because it was very sweet. And a lot of them she said she's like, I don't talk to so-and-so very often because, you know, we live far away, but I love her. I'm cheering her on. And and I I she said, she's like, I've just decided that we're all really close still, even though we don't talk a ton. Like, there's still people that I love and cheer for and consider 
my good friends. And I was like, that's so true. Like, mm-hmm. I really do have so many people that I love. And even though I live far away from them, I still love them just as much as I did when we lived close. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's such a good point. Because sometimes I, I think about friends that like I haven't kept in touch with very well. And I always just sometimes I don't want to reach out because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sure they've like moved on. And you know, I like talk myself out of it. But then every once in a while, like if we do connect in some way, it seems like they consider me a friend as much as I still do them. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, like pleasantly surprised. Like, they're not sitting around being like, oh, like, never heard from Grace. Like, we're not (laughs) we're not friends anymore. It was like, yeah, we both fell out of touch equally. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, we're still friends. Like, Exactly. I think that, yeah, having sort of the attitude of like that your friends like you and like, you know, like if you left things on good terms the last time you talked, they probably still would like to talk to you again. Totally. Future, like, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's, sometimes yeah. I, I like psych myself out with friends that I haven't talked to in a long time because I'm like, oh, it's all my fault, even though they've never. <laughs> like reached out to me <laughs> yeah, either. I do that too. A single text. I uh-huh. totally and do so, that. And then I don't even like, I'm like, I should just send a quick text of like, hey, how are you? I, I haven't heard from you in a, in a long time, but I think about you all the time. But then I psych myself out and I'm like, well, they don't want to hear from me now. You know, they like obviously, yeah. they're bitter at me for never <laughs> contacting them. And they never want to hear from me again. But that's not true at all. Like sending, a, I would love to get a quick text from anyone that I haven't heard from in a while. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm the worst mm-hmm. at responding to texts. So they might not get a text back, but but I would love to, I would love to hear from anyone. The, the truth is revealed. You're like, I actually am really, they have reached out. That's my biggest downfall as a friend is just staying in contact. I'm terrible at contacting people back. I felt that way too, where I've thought like, oh, they're probably mad at me because I haven't, especially since we did move far away, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm the one that moved and like, I haven't done a very good job of staying in touch. And I I totally do the same thing where I get insecure. But Jody said, she's like, I've just decided that people like me. <laughs> like, I'm fun to be around. I loved that point. She's so confident. I, she's like very inspirational with her confidence. But yeah, it's like people, of course, like people like me. People still want to be my friend, you know. So I just like that point. I think back to just feeling like we don't need to make a million new friends. It might just be a matter of kind of reconnecting with the relationships that um, we weren't able to maintain as much during COVID. Like we don't necessarily yeah. need to go out and make a million yeah. new friends unless mm-hmm. you want yeah, to. Yeah, I think a common theme in like many of our comments and any like podcast I've ever listened to about friendship is like, we all think we're doing worse than we are. <laughs> and we all <laughs> think that like people are going to be, you know, judging us or they're not going to want to be our friend. But like, the truth is that most of us are flattered when someone invites us to something and, you know, we're happy to get a text from a long lost friend or whatever. And like, probably everyone has those exact same feelings that, mm-hmm. that you do. Totally. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. worth like putting forth the effort. Would now be yeah. a good time for me to share one of my friendship fails? Or should I say, yes, I have a few. So (laughs) got to scatter them throughout the episode. So when back to kind of like feeling like, oh, every no one really would want to hang out with me or, you know, like people wouldn't want to come over if I invited them or whatever. So when we first moved here, it wasn't actually first. It was probably but it was within the first year. I was really trying to 
I will just say that entertaining is like very stressful for me. It's not something that I wish that it came supernaturally. I always thought that I would be the kind of person that loved having people over because mom is really good at entertaining and stuff. But it's just really stressful. Like just cleaning mm-hmm. and making food and and just the fear of rejection. <laughs> like I have this weird <laughs> yeah. thing with inviting people over. Like I really do have this weird like fear of rejection kind of. And so it's something that I'm still working on and like really trying to to overcome. But um and I think it's kind of like why I don't like flying with my kids. It's because I've had so many mishaps. I know what could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that with entertaining. I'm like, well I've had so many times when like no one showed up that like that's why I don't like to do it like I know what could go wrong but and then when we first moved here to Ohio I tried to throw not really a party I just I think it was the day off of school but it was winter and so we couldn't really go and like it was cold outside so I um in our ward we have like a email group so you can send out an email and it goes to everyone so I just sent out an email and said like hey I'm like, I'm going to do like a potluck lunch thing. So if you want to bring a salad, you can. If you want to bring a salad, you can. Um, but I'll, I'll make a salad and I'll have mac and cheese for the kids. And like, you can bring your kids over and the kids can play and we'll just like do a little potluck for the moms. So I had a few people tell me they were going to come. Um, and like, everyone was invited. So I thought at least a few people would come. But again, only one person came and it wasn't even the people that RSVP'd. The people that RSVP'd didn't come. And it's okay. Like they, like I said, this is totally not, I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, oh my gosh, like it's totally fine. They both had things like totally legitimate things come up and they apologized after and stuff. So no hard feelings. But it was, again, so embarrassing because I was like, okay, it would have been better if no one came because then like no one would have known. <laughs> like they could have thought like a ton of people came. But the girl that came was so nice about it and like so chill about it. And our kids got along great and they played for like three hours together. And we talked and we totally clicked and like we became good friends, you know? And so it was just like, and it was kind of like, it was someone that I had met before, but we just never really talked, the two of us. And that was kind of like the first chance we had really had to talk, you know, just one-on-one. So I I will testify (laughs) that it is very (laughs) uncomfortable sometimes. And like the fear of rejection is real. But I do think good has always come from trying to invite people, even if it is awkward at first. It, yeah. uh, it always ends well. And I will also say a lesson I've learned, not that I am really good at entertaining. I'm, like I said, very bad at it. But I do think the shotgun approach of just like inviting everybody is not very effective sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it reminds me of, you know, at, at dances when like, and I'm, and I know it's really scary for like boys to ask a girl to dance. So I'm totally sympathetic to that. But when a boy would walk up to a group of girls and be like, would any of you ladies like to dance? Because it's like, no one, if you don't feel singled oh out, gosh. you don't feel like special. You know? So you're mm-hmm. just like, um, no, yeah. I guess I will. You know, people want to feel like you actually want to be invited. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I have forgiven, you know, the 14 year old boys for that. But I've had like managers and stuff be like, hey, would anyone take on this project (laughs) and then when there's like the silence i'm like that's that's on you at this point in life like if you want me to like do an extra assignment at work you've got to assign it yeah Mm -hmm. but claire i think you're you're right with like putting yourself out there and inviting people because Mm -hmm. i remember i don't remember where i heard this 
which is <laughs> the best type of thing to, to say. But I there's some sort of study or something that says that people like people who blush. Uh-oh. Because it shows that they, like, it's like a visual cue that they care what you think. Oh, no. Like, they're sort of, like, vulnerable. And I feel like... <laughs> well, I must be the most likable person on the planet, then. <laughs> I know. I, I liked that fact because I was like, okay, good. That makes me feel better. But <laughs> I'm going to need a citation for the study so I can read the whole thing. <laughs> um, I, I think that, like, a situation where nobody shows up to a party is kind of like that, where, like, you're in this, like, vulnerable position. And so the one person that showed up, they're probably going to mm-hmm. like you more than if a lot of people came came to this thing. That's actually a really yeah. good point. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it stinks to be have to be the vulnerable one, but it does give the other person the chance to be, like, the nice one, <laughs> which I think is – I think people yeah. like to have the chance to be that sometimes sometimes yeah and Mm -hmm. it weeds out the flakes who Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, maybe said they were gonna come and then they didn't show up i also think that your fail stories highlighted the principle that it's much easier to connect with someone in like a one-on-one situation Mm -hmm. or like a very small group um Mm -hmm. because like of course it's good to have bigger group events or like you know go to the park with like a bunch of moms or something but you're not really gonna get to know each other Mm -hmm. very well in that situation because I remember I was thinking about this today like I had a mission companion that like we we were in the MTC together which like I don't know do I need to explain Like, if you know, you know. Works. Yeah. If you know, if you, you know. know, you know. We were we were in like a group of like I don't know eleven, I think, all day every day for nine weeks, and we we never really got to know each other super well. And then when we got to Ukraine, we were companions for six months, and like we became like instant best friends. But that was because we were one on one, and that whole time we were in a group, we didn't know that we clicked, you know, that we would be such good friends and we Mm -hmm. maybe never would have had we stayed in a big group. And yeah, so I think I love to get invited to group things, but I am so much more excited to get invited to like, just go out to lunch or something just with one other girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And I think when people, I think there are people, I'm pretty comfortable in a group, but I know that there are people that are just like, I'm not going to go if it's a group thing. And that's really uncomfortable and brings a lot of anxiety. And so I do think that's another reason why it's tricky because I do like to have open-ended things where everyone's welcome because I worry that there Mm -hmm. are people that do get overlooked like we were talking about. But I do think probably the most effective thing is to look around and say, oh, who who is getting overlooked that I couldn't specifically invite? Yeah. Because, yeah, I think there are definitely people that if it's a big group, it's like, oh, I'm not going to go because I don't know who I'm going to talk to. And plus human nature is just that if you get committed to something, you're more likely to come. You know, like I, I'm part of a... Mm-hmm. local mom Facebook group. And I see posts a lot where people are like, hey, me and my toddler are going to be at this park at this time if anyone wants to come. And I always think, oh, that sounds fun. And I never go, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't know. Who, <laughs> they don't know I exist. You know, like they don't. I'm not committed you, to and it. And you haven't like said that you do it. So you don't feel like. Exactly. I feel no obligation. Plus, there's like a certain aspect of like you feel like people are going to think it's weird that you came you know like you're like well they're not inviting me you know like they're inviting yeah. everybody else but not me they'll think it's weird if I come I'll be <laughs> too I'll I look too that. like desperate or something if I show up mm-hmm. yeah that's so like true. there's a mother's group in my ward and they meet at the playground 
right outside my house. And every week they, when they announce it, they're like, but anyone's welcome. It's not just for mothers. We'd love for like those of you who don't have kids to come. And I always want to go, but I'm like, that would be, that would just be too weird. Like they would think no, I was such a weirdo for going. You let me, go. let me tell you something as someone who has a child, a friend with no kids is your most valuable worth their asset. weight in gold. Like, <laughs> you can come over for a game night mm-hmm. when my kid is in bed, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have anything tying you down to your exactly. Home. Like you're flexible. <laughs> they would love to be your friend. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's a really good that's point. That's a good point. Because I that that is the hardest part about making friends when you have like a baby or a toddler is you're so pinned down by times of day and naps and stuff. So if one of the friends doesn't have that, that is so accurate. Like I was actually at a barbecue yeah. um, on the 4th of July and there was a couple there that doesn't have kids yet. And they were being – and I was there by myself because Dave's still out of town. <laughs> so we're recording these last three episodes closer together than than it will seem when they're dropping. He hasn't been gone for three weeks. <laughs> just We've just recorded <laughs> yeah. three episodes since he's been gone. Don't worry. He has not abandoned me for that long. But um, Dave's still out of town. And so I had, you know, the two little kids there and I was trying to get them food. And they were being so sweet. They were like – playing with Molly and, and helping me and talking to the, to the kids and, and they offered to hold Henry and it, it was just not that I was trying to use them or anything, but it was totally sweet. And I thought I was like, Oh, they're great. I don't know them very well. Like we should get to know them better. You know, I think mm-hmm. sometimes people without kids think that people with kids only want to hang out with other people with kids or, or same with ages. Like, yeah, we oh, they're older than that. me or younger than me. <laughs> and that's totally not true. I actually feel like not true. I'm like turning into like one of the older moms and I'm like, oh no, all the like the cute little 20 <laughs> something moms with one baby are going to think I'm like old and they're not going to want to hang out with me. You know what it's like? <laughs> so I think we all have yeah. that. We all think that, I don't know. People only want to spend time with people exactly like them. And I, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. So you, you should really go. think that those moms just want to hang out at the park all the time? No. <laughs> well, no. They have to do because they all have kids. They probably love to like, do something else. They're looking for a friend that can, that can do anything besides the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, our friends, uh, Stephanie and Jimmy, I think Stephanie's probably listening right now. <laughs> they were so awesome. They could come to our house in the evening, you know, because they had an older daughter that could watch their younger daughter. And that was great. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, we need someone like that to take us under their wing mm-hmm. and like <laughs> invite <laughs> themselves to our house and like, you know, <laughs> just be a little more flexible. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just, we get in our heads and we think like, mom, you know, I have to be a friend to someone who has a toddler and like nobody else will want to be my friend. But I don't think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tess, I challenge you to go to the mom group this week and report back. <laughs> oh, that's such a scary challenge. <laughs> okay, I'll see, if it, I'll see if it's happening this week. I think it happens every week, but look I out your window. If you hear like <laughs> screaming toddlers, Look out the window and see if they're out there. And then, yeah, I should just go read a book at that playground and just <laughs> just like near, just near the moms, and then just socialize with whoever I can. Isn't your window like ground level with? <laughs> yeah, with like I can see right playground. out there. Like see who could burst out of the playground. A child could walk like, right up to the window. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do, and they look in. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've been thinking about that we didn't really touch on 
is the opposite of getting invited or like inviting people, but no one comes. I feel like also um, not getting invited is Mm -hmm. (laughs) very painful, Mm -hmm. especially when you feel like you've been really making an effort to like be friends with some someone or be in a certain group and then like the whole group is hanging out without you you feel like or yeah totally um I even recently had an experience with that um with my own sisters I found out that everyone was going to a concert in Cleveland without me and okay but I am not going <laughs> I got over it <laughs> I don't I'm not going because I don't know the band I'm pretty sure I'm babysitting Hazel so Anne can go yeah I'm gonna yeah be I, <laughs> we only invited Claire um because we knew she would say she didn't want to go <laughs> and that she would offer to watch Hazel yeah <laughs> yeah I was like since it's in Cleveland should we should we invite Claire and Anne was like but then who would babysit the kids yeah it was clearly an afterthought <laughs> it's, it's fine that's that's the point that I want to make, though, is that sometimes I get like, I get really easily offended when I'm left out of things, not just with you guys. And I, you guys don't leave me out of things. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was only concerned for a minute. And then after it was explained, I understood. But, but the thing is, like, you don't really know. And this is something that Jody talked about in her episode. You don't really know what people are thinking. A lot of times they're thinking that you won't want to go or that you won't have time to go. Like you guys, you know, the concert's in the middle of the semester for me. So you just assumed I couldn't come. And that's true. I can't come. But I was <laughs> still, still offended not to be invited. <laughs> I also can't afford to come. And I think that you guys knew that and didn't want to hurt my There's feelings. Like a a mile-long list of reasons that we thought why about. You, yeah. And I understand that now. But I think that it's very true that you can feel really left out. And when you're not invited, it's not really, it's not about you or that people don't like you or don't want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jody also said one thing that I really loved. She was like, if you're getting like really upset because you didn't get invited, you have to ask yourself, do you enjoy your own company? And do you actually think that you're a good company? Because if you do, you won't take that so personally and assume that hmm, nobody wants to That could to be a rabbit hole you. though, because what if then you spiral into like, I wouldn't even <laughs> hang out with, you know, like, I know <laughs> like, what's your like, solution if, if you don't hurt about not getting invited to something that could spiral. <laughs> I could go the wrong way and you could be like, no one would ever want to be friends with me. <laughs> and I have been down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's a but, good lesson yeah. both ways. Like, yeah. if you didn't get invited, it was probably for a good reason and you shouldn't assume that someone won't want to come or can't come. You should mm-hmm. still invite them. We should have invited you, Tess, because it would have felt yeah. good just to be invited. <laughs> yeah, we should have given the option. No, I understand. But yeah, I think that also ties back to like, was it Brooke Romney who said, worry less about having friends and more on like being a friend. Mm -hmm. Think about like how it felt when you, this is like what they tell like high school. Exactly. What they tell like, like, yeah. Like, how does it feel when you get left out of something? But like, I don't know, in high school, I used to like, if I was going to have, or like in in college, if I was going to have a party that was going to hopefully be like a bigger party. And I did want to just say like, everyone's invited what I would do to make sure that like it didn't end up with no one coming is I'd also then go to my good friends and be like, 
you have to come and you mm-hmm. have to be there on time so <laughs> yeah. that like oh, when yeah. somebody that we don't know well comes, the party's fun. <laughs> it's hopping. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I think it's nice sometimes to just say like, hey, I'm doing this thing, like love to see anyone there. But then like, if you want to make sure people go, you also have to extend <laughs> some like yeah. personalized invites too and make sure that mm-hmm. people know that you need them there. <laughs> Well, I had kind of a similar like good example to me. So it was a friend here in Cleveland who has since moved, but she was always really, really sweet about trying to make sure everyone was included. She was one of the friends who was going to come to my failed lunch thing, but she had a very legitimate excuse come up. But (laughs) she had a birthday party for her little boy, which I mean, if you (laughs) once you become a parent, children's birthday parties are pretty much like your main social event. Like (laughs) that's just what you do on the weekends (laughs) is like go to birthday parties and talk to the other parents. Oh, sorry. Henry's waking up. (laughs) I am wearing him in the baby Bjorn. It was a cute little sound. (laughs) But anyway, she, it was at a park and I got there and it was literally like everyone we knew from church, like the entire ward pretty much was there. But she had extended individual invites to every single person. Mm. So, and she even said, like, I was talking to her and she's like, is there anyone I missed? Like, is there anyone that like I should have thought to invite? And I was like, I literally see like everyone here. And so she had gone (laughs) to the trouble And I thought that was just a really sweet example. Like, it wasn't just, like, an email. It was, like, everyone felt like she had thought of them and, like, wanted them to come, you know? But it was Mm – she had gone to, like, such great lengths to try to include everyone she knew. So we could go on and on about this, but I – have really loved all of these resources and we didn't even get to talk about a few of them. So we will link them all in our Instagram um, when this episode comes out. So be sure to look on Instagram if you're interested. Um, If you're struggling with (laughs) socializing as much as we are after COVID, they were really helpful. So let's move on to weekly wins, shall we? Sure. My weekly win (laughs) is what I call my fancy Italian woman breakfast. (laughs) Um, which is just, I bought a huge thing of biscotti on a whim at (laughs) at Costco and I've been eating two biscotti and a cup of tea and a big glass of milk for breakfast. That is very (laughs) random. The milk is an interesting addition. Two drinks. Yeah, and I, I know. Two drinks. I would be hungry after Two drinks, no protein. No, it's actually so filling i'm not even kidding i'm full no. till lunch okay mom mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i sound like mom no. no because mom would have actually like created a balanced breakfast she <laughs> she would be True. talking about something with protein at least but um, i guess the milk sort of does but yeah there's there's lots of um nutrients and um <laughs> it's just so fun it feels so fancy i looked it up in italian people actually don't really eat biscotti biscotti for breakfast i would say it's that, more like, of like none a of snack. that sounds like an italian i was gonna <laughs> say the big cup of milk See, sounds like yeah, a, had any of that. drink a lot of drinks and i can't drink coffee like like them but i can at least drink tea and pretend <laughs> that's true that's so funny what happened to clean simple eats are you guys not doing that anymore? oh we finished that a long time ago i mean we still eat lunches and dinners sometimes from from them but we just kind of try to I mean, I eat, I try to eat balanced and sometimes I'll have like a a protein filled snack in the morning if I'm actually hungry. But for the most part, it's very satisfying and it's not that many calories. So I, I can have a snack in the morning to supplement. I love it. It's, it's really good. 
Well, my weekly win this week is uh, basically just a brag. Uh, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I started, you know, a new job like a little over a month ago, and it's been kind of overwhelming just trying to like get up to speed. It's fully remote, even after every, like it's never going to go back to the office, really. Like this is just how it is. And so it's it had been kind of hard and I was feeling like I really didn't know what I was doing. And then this week I got one project that had been like really tricky into a good spot where like the client is really happy. And then another project finished really fast. And so I've just been feeling good about like... You're killing I mean, I feel like I've hit my groove, but it's been a month. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'll get like a new client next week and be back to feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing. But that's awesome, no, though. I well, at least you've roll. proven that's awesome. yourself, you know, like. Yeah, now you know, mm-hmm. even if it's tough, that you can conquer You can it. do the job. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. I mean, we had no doubt, but like yeah. starting a new job is just really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my weekly win is <laughs> – I'm, I'm sweating. I'm in a full body sweat. I'm, I'm so hot. Oh, full body no. And I'm like holding so many like different electronics in my hands and stuff. So my win is um, my oldest child was sorted into the house of Gryffindor this week. And I'm just so honored and proud. And I knew she could do it. But I'm just really thrilled. Wait, are you even a Gryffindor? You're a Hufflepuff. Let's not no, go down this road. We're going to have... We won't go down this road. We have an I episode mean, planned where we're going to talk about this. So that's I don't, oh, yeah. don't want to yeah. go into detail. Grace and I have had a lot of spats over this over the years. I've gone um, back I think and I'm like, you know what? My Claire's house so bossy. Well. She, of course she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it's like all good. Like there's downsides Grace, are you a Slytherin? Oh, wait. We're not supposed to talk about this. Dang it. Okay. We need to do that episode it's a, it's I'm going to come prepared to um, defend which house I'm in. Exactly. Exactly. You we're not we're not fully prepared. But out at Dave's parents' house, they do Hogwarts every year with the grandkids. It's so cute and it's just like really fun. And so Ella is old enough now to like officially become part of uh, Hogwarts. So she got That's sorted cute. today, and she's a Gryffindor. And I was getting nervous because they've had kind of like groups of grandkids, you know, kind of by age, like. The older girls were Gryffindor, and then they had Ravenclaws, and then Hufflepuffs. So I was like, "Uh oh, are my kids gonna be Slytherin?" Like, so I think they're just skipping Slytherin. Thank They're skipping. Oh, I, mean, so I do think that's some, a safe choice. Yeah, it's a safe choice. I think there's some good qualities to Slytherin, supposedly. Looking back on Harry Potter, I'm, I don't know. On Pottermore, it just says like cunning, exactly. Which isn't like a really positive. <laughs> well, I love. Attribute. I do love that Ambitious. premise of Harry Potter that it's like. Mm. Oh, there's four houses, but like one of them's terrible. You know, it's like a quarter yeah. of the wizards and witches like evil. I mean, that's not that's not really a good premise. Like, if you really think yeah. about it, it's not as bad as the premise of Divergent. But that's a rant that I don't think we'll ever have time for on the podcast. Yeah, don't pull out Grace can start a Patreon. We'll start a Patreon, and Grace can do like Divergent rants, just rants for people that want to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I think you're the only one left. Okay. I have a, a tentative weekly win. <laughs> Is it bird related? I, Please you, say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I almost okay, I almost wanted to go with fireflies, oh, but no. I thought no, I've said enough about the, the natural <laughs> She's really the wildlife grasping of for, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's um, <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Okay, my tentative weekly win is... You guys remember Babyfoot, the... 
oh like, yeah foot feel. <laughs> yeah oh if you yeah. don't know what it is it's like this foot mass that over the course of like a week makes all your dead skin fall off it's disgusting <laughs> and i don't think it can really be good for you i'm sure oh, no. it's just chemicals like soaking into your skin i i mean it's kind of like a like a chemical peel for your face. Have you seen people? I guess faces? that's true. Yeah. On TV but I have. I found this like off brand. It's not off brand. It's just a much cheaper version at Target. There's actually a few. So I got it and I did it today. And obviously like nothing has happened yet because it takes, you know, a long time for your skin to start peeling off. But I'm excited because my feet are horrifying. So oh. <laughs> you'll have to I'll, I'll let you guys back. know. Next what week. is it about our family? We have terrible feet. We I have feel like. feet no issues idea. As, a, as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing that society tells you that you have to have perfect of is feet. Feet, friends, <laughs> feet, spouses, friends, kids, vacations. Yeah. Those are the main ones. <laughs> well, think about back in the day. I mean, people used to walk barefoot and like work in the fields you know Mm -hmm. i don't think feet have been pristine throughout history and suddenly it's like oh you have a bunion like you're disgusting i don't know i reject that i Mm -hmm. no feet are good like let's just be honest Mm -hmm. feet are creepy Mm -hmm. but some feet are a little grosser than others Mm -hmm. so i had to take Mm -hmm. matters into my own hands so I'll report back <laughs> next week and let you know how it goes. Well, between you trying an off-brand baby feet and Grace poisoning herself with arsenic last week, I think <laughs> just everyone is like being slowly poisoned by degrees, like yeah, different things that we're trying. Oh yeah, I did. I looked it up. It was arsenic. So <laughs> just to confirm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show. And visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.